Welcome back to Inside the Capitol. I'm Josh West. And I'm Colin Walkie. Well, it is 14 April, 2020, second Monday of the 14 second February. half of the... 14 February. Oh, April. It's, all right. it's, it's Valentine's Day, man. It's okay. I was, I was trying. My whole point was to wish my beautiful wife a happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> um, I think it was Snoop Dogg got my head. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Super Bowl. That's a good Super Bowl uh, halftime show, Dude, in my opinion. I, I, well, I seen a meme <clears throat> that uh, a, a good friend of mine, he's got a... He's he's got a a mass following, but it's called the Daddy Diaries, right? So it's he just talks about life as a a father with whatever three girls or whatever or four girls. And but he had he posted a meme today said um, everyone over fifty the worst halftime show ever. Everyone under thirty who are they? And everyone else <laughs> as great as ever. It was awesome. It was I felt like it was back in like. 1998. That's right. Yeah, high school and junior high. Of course, awesome. you were actually growing up by then. I was, I was still a young buck. We're back in session. Apologies for last week. Uh, it was a busy week. It was an odd week, uh, so we didn't get to put out a, a, an episode last week. But uh, we're here to give you an update, not just on our bills, our data privacy bills, which we know that you're interested in, uh, but also just kind of talk about what this legislative session holds. Uh, so let's start real quick with uh, last year's bill first. We'll kind of take this in reverse order. HB 1602, for those listening, that's the opt-in data privacy bill. It's sitting over there in the Senate. We had a very good meeting with the Senate author as well as the chair of the Judiciary Committee over there, uh, Senator Brent Howard, last week. Um, we we think that it's probably going to get a hearing. Um, so we're optimistic about that. And that's really the – that's what we want. Give it a hearing and, and, and let it run on its own merit. And if it dies, it dies. At least we can say that we tried. It got a vote. That's right. I, I don't want it to die without I, – I can handle, you know, personally, when you invest as much time in a piece of legislation, I can handle a bill dying by a vote. Yeah. If people don't want to vote for it, that's fine. I'm, I don't, I've never gotten upset about members, how they vote, what their positions are. If you don't want to vote for the daggone thing, don't. But don't let it die without – at least getting a vote. Cause I've just like we've mentioned many times before I've heard from a single constituent that thinks this is a bad idea. Yeah. Well, and what we're seeing nationwide um, is a lot of the data privacy bills that were filed this year uh, have actually gotten weaker as the process has gone along. And I, I'm telling you, I think it's time that we, we need to put our foot down and say, no, listen, nobody loses reelection. If you vote for these types of bills, this is what your constituents want. Uh, McDonald's, uh, Facebook, all the big boys in the world, they, they, can't vote for you but your constituents can and i don't understand why i'm still trying after three years of of researching doing going through the proper channels like we need to with all the interim studies going to you know the symposiums and meeting with their members i don't understand still to this day why it's such a big fight when all we're saying is i'm not your employee for one this is my you're in my house you're in my house listening to my conversations. You're tracking my kids' location. You're tracking my locations. You're listening to every conversation I have. Why is it such a big deal? If your business model is based, you know, so much off of selling my data, then we need to go back and you should go back and look at your, you know, if you feel like you have to have my stuff to make a profit, well, that's that's junk. This is that's a, that's why I don't understand why it's it's such a huge fight. And, well, and that's a great point for everybody that's listening right now. You realize people are making money off of you. Right? I mean, they're making money off of you. Don't you want at least a piece of that or a say in whether they get to make money off of Just you? Just tell me, get, let me give a permission. I don't care if I, you're paying me for my data, but I want to know. I, wanna, I, want to, I want you to be up front and let me have discretion on if I want you to 
be able to sell my data. Yeah. So for example, like last night, uh, I don't know how many of you during the Super Bowl actually scanned the QR code that came up during one of the <laughs> commercials. That's a very bad idea because those QR codes can link you to websites or software that have malware embedded in them. Uh, so every privacy advocate that I know out there was saying, no, don't don't scan those QR codes. Yet you have millions of people you know, uh, around the world who are, who are scanning it. And all of a sudden, you just opened up your phone and the information to it to who knows who. Um, obviously, you know, I think most people thought, well, it's advertised on TV. It's probably safe. But you don't know that. Well, and if you go – so down here we have a pretty extensive – um, team that you know our um, data or uh, security the um, downstairs you know that monitor the, the, uh, the cyber security, attacks yeah. right and if I was told um, last year and I was actually talking to Representative Judd Strom this morning he he kind of sets up tours down there with OMS and that's that's the portion that handles the the our, our cyber security but we get attacked eleven thousand times I don't know if it's an hour or a minute from different countries and you can see it on the on the map how it just branches out you'll see a pin drop and then you'll see it just go crazy and so that's the things that you know we as a state we we have a, a really good program of stopping these things but uh, i don't think most companies have i guess i don't know if they have the resources if it, it would probably cost a, a whole lot to ensure that they're that they're really protecting our data and so that's that's one thing we've talked about was the longer that they're able to hold on to our data the more dangerous it is because look at how many times a year that you get an email or you get a letter from your your credit card company or, or your cell phone company or what have you that said we've been, there's a breach uh and your information was in this breach yep and, and by the way we don't know who has your information now yeah. So the other bill that we've got this year is uh, on comprehensive data privacy is 2969, which will be heard in committee on Wednesday. Um, and we're going to do a substitute on that and basically bring back opt-in again. 1602 will be rerun. Uh, we also have, for those of you who have smart devices like Alexa and those sorts of things, we have a consent bill on that. And then uh, finally, we have one other data privacy bill uh, that pertains to, and now I'm blanking on it, um, voice recognition. Is it AI? Yeah, I'm gonna have to think about that one. It's not Logan's buzz. This is the other one you had. Yeah, this is the other one. Logan's Logan's like we've talked about before. Logan Phillips, uh, he's the chair of that committee, but he has been on this too for the last few years, and and so it's a collaborative. I mean, we're all working together. We're we're not territorial. We just want something to be done. If it's if it's Hill's bill, our bill doesn't matter to us. Let's just make some progress and ensure that we're doing the right thing for for constituents. And so, speaking of doing the right thing for constituents, what do you have lined up for your constituents this session, West? You know, I really, you know, I've, I've talked about it often, you know, it's my number one call still is on the um, marijuana grow specifically. I mean, not so much on the dispensaries and things like that, but it's the foreign involvement. Um, I never get calls about Oklahoma businesses. And that state question ran, um, <clears throat> you know, after it passed, you know, I, I remember in 18 at a forum and I said, I'm not going to, I can't ethically influence a state question an election right but I, I just told him you need to read the language to that and so it was sold as you know i remember watching the tv commercials and it was gonna help kids with epilepsy cancer patients people with parkinson's disease it was sold as a true medical program and as people found out after the fact that eh, it's really not we're, we're as close as you know having a rec program in the state of oklahoma as we can without actually calling it rec and so um you know, I'm at, at that point when that passed my personal feeling. So I didn't like the state question. I thought it was too loose. And, and as we found out, it was, I mean, and so, but I'm all about the Oklahoma business person and the Oklahoma patient. As long as you're doing it right, I ain't got a problem with you. 
And we see no benefit from the black market side, from the crime rings, you know, other than if, if they are even purchasing a license. If they purchase a license, okay, whatever, the 2500 bucks, whatever the, the fees on that that go to the state. But um, the stuff that is being exported, you know, to the crime ranks of the black market, we don't see benefit from that. And so they are hurting the legitimate ones in the market that are trying to do their thing. And the free market's shutting down the ones that have played by the rules because they can't compete. And so I've, you know, I've got two bills filed. One's a cap bill. I ran a cap bill last year. The one I ran this year, I changed it up. It's a straight cap and it's, I've got a lot of room in there to negotiate. And, um, you know, like I said, there's no, there's never a perfect bill, but I'm, I'm willing to compromise. And so I did have the provision error where, where it drops below, you know, I think currently we've got 8,300 grows in the state of Oklahoma. Um, and that number dropped substantially from in a month from December to January once some of the laws from last year came to effect. But if it were to drop down below 4,900 grow licenses, we would open it up to a blind lottery up to 5,000. But it would not affect anybody that has a license in the state of Oklahoma right now. It just caps it. And so most serious people in the industry that, and they invest a lot of capital and, you know, wanted to get in this and do the right thing. They honestly support a cap because they're getting undercut by the black market. So I've got a bill, they've got that bill. I've got another bill that gives the OMA the ability to promulgate rules and, and put a moratorium in place, similar to what, you know, when, when, um, secretary, when, when Jim Reese was the secretary of ag, did the same thing with, you know, poultry and, and hogs and things like that. And so, but the, the director of the OMA could, could do that, uh, they can do it on their own and put a moratorium in place for as short or a long amount of time as they want. And so it's my two big issues. I've got some other legislation, but that's really the, the priority of most rural districts. We're just trying to find a way to address the, the black market. In your conversations with your constituents, did they feel like they knew what they were voting on for medical um, marijuana? Or I mean, did they have they come to you and said, yeah, you know, I really didn't realize it was that loose or – uh, I understood what I was voting for, I've but the way lot, it's played out, I'm yeah, not really a big fan of. I've had a lot of people tell me that I – mean, and there's a lot of people that actually stump for the signatures to get on the ballot um, and that wanted – there was a lot of serious people that really felt like this in a, in a medical environment that was going to help people. And they're the ones that, that are coming back to me now saying, hey, this isn't what I thought. And so there's a lot of people that are having second thoughts. And what it boils down to this, this was not a legislation that we ran – uh, this was a state question. So even though it was a statutory state question, you still have to make sure you're within the boundaries of the language of that state question. You can't go against the intent. And so we also run up against any, any legislation that we run that changes anything about that. We risk, you know, being the will of the people. Absolutely. And so it's, if I'm, I'm glad it's statutory, not, you know, it wasn't a constitutional state question, yeah. but there's a lot of people that, that are upset about it, like most rural areas. And so they've just seen a, an influx of, you know, with that comes, and some people don't believe it, but there is, there's a serious problem with human trafficking and things like that. And that's just part of the, you know, it used to be the biker gangs would be running stuff, you know, throughout the United States. And now it's not only that, it's all the, the Russians and the, you know, the Chinese uh, mafia and, and the MS-13 and the cartels. And so um, it's kind of opened up people's eyes and they don't like, you know, ag, we're a chemical ag state, we got to spray. Um, most uh companies a commercial spray companies their insurance will not cover if they if they have overspray in it you know and so we just uh we're trying to make it work and stay within the boundaries of the state question but there's a lot of people upset and it's affected more than just um it's not just about pot you know you can take a semi load of pot and take that to a processor and condense it down to a whatever a 12 by 12 ball of wax and stick it under your the seat in your honda accord and so you're not looking for you know i'm sure that there is truckloads of flour yeah. leaving the state but it's not that all the time you're looking at yeah. the way that you can process that so 
you know, I don't know if we'll ever be able to get a, a, a total handle on it, but we got to do something, I feel like, to slow it down and at least um, allow the Bureau of Narcotics to kind of catch up. And we, we last year, you know, with the limits bill, we hired more inspectors. So we do have an inspector in every county now, and I think the end goal is to have at least two in every county. So we're going to keep working on it, and uh, we hear you. Um, and, and there's several uh, – there were probably more weed bills filed than any other bill this year. Wow. So I did remember the third bill, which was a, an algorithm transparency bill that we're running, which basically says that if you – like at Google, for example, when you go on Google and you type in a search for a new car, it's utilizing your personal data. And what this bill says is that uh, – to provide you with the re- result that you want, what this bill says is that they have to offer up a, an algorithm that doesn't take into account your data privacy to get your results. And and the goal of that is is for us to all quit living in separate worlds. Uh, <laughs> when I Google something, I get something different than representative west and something different than mr wharf does um and that presents us all with you know different worldviews. and so this is hopefully going to try and um change some of that um I, yeah i was talking to my wife um elizabeth over the weekend she's a of course she's a mental health therapist and she's um oh she's in a doctorate program so like her all of her life is spent researching and on papers. I think she's got – she'll be finished in June with the coursework, and then she'll have a dissertation. But we were talking this weekend, and there was – she was reading an article on – specifically with AI. And they – right now they're training computers essentially to recognize facial – by uh-huh. facial recognition uh-huh. um, on mental health conditions like depression and diagnose. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily here, but it will come here. I promise you that. And so there's a worry within the mental health community that they're going to have – that you're going to trust a computer to look at somebody's face and the different gestures and, and things that they make with their face to diagnose somebody with mental health when they could have somebody when it's not like you have a therapist sitting there taking notes that are trained to do that. They're training computers to do this. Yeah. And so you've talked about it often about the battle to, for AI, whoever, whoever freaking nails it, We'll, oh yeah, we'll run the world at some point. No, absolutely. Um, and, and to that point, I mean, here's here's an interesting thing that you know a lot of people think that AI just provides algorithms or answers to questions or whatever. But here, here's a really interesting one: perfume. So a few years ago, I think it was in 2018, um, a test was performed where what they did was they gave the AI, they fed into the AI all of the different spices and smells and stuff that, that they make these perfumes out of. And what they did was once they did that, they, they had the AI put together a perfume uh, formula. They had an AI and a human work together to put together one. And then they had a human put together one. 100% of participants prefer the purely AI-created perfume. I mean, that's just crazy. But to this facial recognition point, and this is a real issue, um, AI is biased. It's biased like all of us are. It's not necessarily a bad thing. So we, when we think biases, we think bad things. But what we have to realize is that biases are just problems. They get you to solutions that may not be the correct answer. And because most of these AI machines have been filled with white people's faces, there is a huge discriminatory bias against African-Americans. It does not recognize African-American faces, uh, a lot of these programs, as well as white faces. Um, and that's because of the data that you put into it. So if you b- bad data in bad data out. And that would be a concern for these healthcare providers as well. And in fact, in the early 90s, mid 90s, they started thinking that AI would be able to take over radiology. And the end result of that at that stage in technological development wasn't that strong. And they had a lot of false positives um, and uh, false negatives as well. I think that they've improved upon that. And uh, so, you know, to your point, Wes, I do think that uh, that it's coming, whether they can perfect it or not. But whoever controls AI is going to control the world. I know you've commented about it in the past on press conference and things we've done. Was that the same process they used when they figured out 
you know, people that I think it was people that um, consume cumin oh, yeah. live a healthier life and therefore they get cheaper insurance rates. Yeah. Is that the yeah. same type of deal? Same type of deal. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you if you live in Great Britain and you buy cumin, you get a discount on your home insurance because they just figured out that if you buy cumin, it means you like to cook, which means that you take care of your house. You're less likely, even though you're cooking, to burn it down and those sorts of things. So it's just weird little details. And that's why it's important to know why the AI is spitting out the answer that it's spitting out because otherwise it's just a black box have you did you listen to um rogan's podcast when he had um dr robert epstein yes 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 i did from harvard yeah yeah yeah. dude i I had another uh, senator chris kidd was in my apartment last night we're talking about legislation he goes have you have you heard this podcast i was like well i don't know because we've listened to so many podcasts and looked up you know so many articles of the last few years i started listening to it last night dude (laughs) He was talking about at some point, you know, he's testified testified before Congress many times, and so he's really been one of the the, the people that have been kind of leading the charge on this. And and he was talking about, you know, he's a, you know, politically it doesn't matter. He's working with Republicans up there, but he was talking to a group of um, attorney generals from across the nation, right? These were the different states' attorney generals, and one of them. Uh, and he talks about it in that podcast. It's number 1768. But he said one of the attorney generals came up to him and he said, I think you're going to die oh, yeah, in a yeah, car yeah. accident. And he's like, this is kind of weird. Are you? Is this a threat? And he's like, no, I think that you've made so many people mad. And he didn't die in a car wreck. His wife, wife died in a car yeah. wreck a couple months later. And so, and, you know, we've said a lot. We're not tin hat wearers, but this stuff kind of makes you think about it. Yeah. It, it just it makes you think about the people that are leading the way to try to fix this and the stuff that comes at them after the fact. Yeah. And, and, and think about this and again, not attributing anything to that, that car accident that killed his wife, but we, all of our cars are controlled by computers, right? That's why we're not getting cars right now because the microchips are missing. Um, and so the moment that you can connect your car, uh, turn it on and there's a computer in it, somebody can hack it and do whatever they want with it. So, I mean, it's scary. It is. Hope your brakes work. That's right. Uh, I wanted to mention two other pieces of legislation that I'm running, one of which is a bill under the Civil Service Members Relief Act. Um, there are optional provisions that the state can implement. Um, in Oklahoma, we haven't implemented this one yet, but what it does is it caps interest rates at 6% for service members who have been deployed. Um, and so that's one of the bills that was a constituent request bill. And then I also am uh, – running a piece of legislation on um, court interpreters uh, because we need to have more court interpreters here in this state. Um, and so those are two pieces. It's of kind of a lost art. Yeah. I mean, really, uh, uh, you're talking about the ones that the reporters that, that you got to type. Well, reporters too, but interpreters in this case, interpreters, uh, the, but the reporters is a big deal. But what a lot of people don't realize is McGirt has had a profound effect, not just in rural areas on crime, but here locally. So for example, because of the increase in federal court action, we've seen more court reporters that go to work for the feds because they can make more money. Yep. And so now we, we have a lack of court reporters here at the county level. And the only way to combat that is by giving them a pay raise. You know, I mean, that's just the reality of it. Yeah. Well, we see that a lot with between agencies and the federal agencies and the private sector. And so it seems like you see somebody up here one week and they're working for an agency. And then the next week they're with a the private, you know, yeah. money talks. That's right. So, and that's, that's right. and that's a lot of the battle, like we've said before, with trying to address the issues with data privacy. Um, 
And so we, we have, uh, we had some good meetings bef- before session started, you know, the same ones that were against it last year are really against it this year. And, you know, we told them that we're, it's, we're not taking it part. We don't, we don't hate you because your position, you got it. You're representing either clients or different businesses. So I get it, but you, you don't, you don't vote for me. And so I just, I still, like I've talked about last time, I cannot believe that it's such a, a it's so hard to make positive movement on this when we're doing we're not taxing a business we're not putting a bunch of mandates on business we're saying that you have to ask me either ask me or i have to tell you with with an opt-in i have to give you exclusive permission and you talked about it in our last meeting there's an app that these companies can buy for five dollars and ninety five cents where they'll they can reach out to your cookie policy every client they have it's five dollars and ninety five cents a month yeah there it is. They can they get the thing that pops up and say, and people can opt in with that or opt out. I think you can set up either way. Yeah. Well, and 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 to that point, I mean, and everybody knows this, but um, Facebook just the, the most recent profit report that they released, they said that they lost ten billion dollars as a result of Apple's App Store going to opt in. And my response to Facebook is, is I don't really feel bad for you um, because that's my data in the first place, and you still turned a profit. And I think <laughs> Apple became uh, more popular for the yeah. fact that they were giving people. The choice. the choice. And I know when that when that update happened on my phone, every app I had on my phone, I I had to say yes or no. Yep. That's all we're asking for. Give us the power. Let us control what's ours. This isn't yours, it's ours. And the fact that you know, it is hard because the federal because our the our government spies on us from that standpoint. Well, there was a recent report recently about the CIA. It just came out. I didn't get a chance to read in the details yet. It's sitting in my house on my desk, but uh, the CIA is still doing collection Google. like they did with uh, Edward Snowden. And I think that I, someone mentioned before that they have a what was it Google that they use? Um, oh yeah, to yeah. gather information. And we have met with law enforcement. We're not trying to take away the ability to catch bad people and, and child sex predators and whatever else that yeah. they're catching. I mean, we want those scumbags off the street. Yeah. And so, well, uh, uh, on that point, if you think that your privacy is important, please be sure to contact your legislator and make sure that they are going to uh, vote yes on. Uh, 2969. Wednesday is a big committee day here. I'll be running a representative of Logan Phillips Tech Committee, and uh, I have no doubt that it'll it'll pass committee, and and we'll start working it again. And we we are gonna, you know, we're gonna make some amendments to it. Yep. And um, you know, we're kind of where we were last year when I don't, I think we may not sound as excited as we were last year, but we're still excited. Because oh yeah, this is a big thing. It's just we're in the middle of the trenches right now. Yeah. yeah, we are. And this is, this is part of the process. And, and like we've said many times, it is not easy to pass law and it should not be easy to pass law. And so this is the stuff you got to do to get pushed through. And so we will go through the process. We do still have the two options open. So I really feel, I guess I feel more opt I, beginning of session last year. We felt really optimistic because we had so many co-authors on that bill and it was flying. I mean, people were loving it until they got hit up. And so, but I'm to the point now where I really, I've got some optimism that at least the legislation will get a daggum hearing and, and let it, whatever happens. Live or die, point, but just give it a hearing. Yeah, that's all we're asking for, and, and that's all you should. That's all you can ask for, too. We do our best up here, and we don't always get everything we want, but um, typically we can just call and I our personalities. We're, we, we work with people, and we'll get stuff done. That's right. All right, well, you can check us out. Do you have anything else, Wes? Uh, no, I just want to appreciate all the, the emails, prayers, and texts. You know, my, my dad, as most of you know, has been really, really sick and kind of – it's kind of dated at this point. So, tough deal, but um, you know, we appreciate everything, All the like I said, all the prayers and, and, and texts. And uh, at this point, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a man of – 
you know, I, I believe in Jesus and God and there's a heaven and I, I know my dad does. And so, um, I've kind of, I've had three weeks to kind of digest that, Hey, I'm selfish and I would love from, I'd love to go crappie fish with my dad again, but, um, it's not in my hands. And that gives me some peace at least that, Hey, uh, we're going to be sad, but my dad will not be sad and not be in any pain. So, um, continue to keep my mama and your prayers and in our family and you know life goes on this is this is a tough part of life and uh it's gonna happen to all of us uh you just hate that you hate when it happens to you so that's right um we we still love it here i'm calling our so humbled to do this uh, job and and um you know it is a is a big task and uh but we're still fighting for you and and we appreciate you so Call, call your reps and call your senators. Check out okhouse.gov. Go to the media link. Underneath it, you'll see a podcast button, or you can go to Spotify and check us out on Inside the Capitol. Uh, I guess we'll see you next week. See you next week.